Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Rough Rough Raw podcast. We're here with Katie Brasso, the owner of SoCo Pet Food. Uh, so, Katie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Right. So, hi, Katie. This is Becky. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, let's begin with the name of your company because you had a nice story about how you named your company. And if you could then just give a little description of what you sell, we'll talk more about that as we go on, too. Okay, yeah. Um, my company's name is Soco Raw, and it is a, a shortened name. Our legal name is Southern Comfort Raw Pet Food. I came up with the name because I I wanted uh, to incorporate something regarding um, either being in Texas or Houston or just um, the southern region because there really isn't a whole lot down here and in regards to pet food. And so I came up with Southern Comfort Raw, and but then I was like, I wanted it to have something that said pet food, but then it ended up being too long, and so we just shortened it to Soko Raw. And <laughs> it worked out really well, and it caught on very well and easy to say. So um, very, very happy with it. But uh, we are a raw pet food producer and supplier out of Houston, Texas. Um, we source all of our ingredients from local small farms and uh, everything is, you know, like has the best of the best that you could ever hope for as far as ingredients go. Um, we formulate uh, complete and balanced diets for multiple life stages as well as all life stages. Um, we additionally sell whole parts like organs or different um, protein sources, bones, things like that for um, raw feeders that want to build a diet on their own. And then we additionally offer custom diets for for dogs who have um, allergies or any kind of diet dependent diseases uh, who are, you know, can't quite do the uh, DIY, uh, but they, uh, you know, the pre-made is there's something in there that's not, you know, working for their pet. So we kind of work around that and formulate a, a new, a new diet for their pet. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So I know in the beginning, you kind of said that you have some different sources. And so do you work directly with the farmers? How did you, how did you find everybody? Yeah. So we, we do work directly with them. Um, it was very much by chance that somebody that I had previously known, um, had reached out to me and, and it just kind of was like a, just a domino from there. And to this day, literally yesterday, I, I was speaking with, I had like an hour long conversation with one of the, one of our sources. And I, am just so grateful for the relationship that I have with them because uh, when I first started and when I first reached out to them, I said like, okay, I just want to let you know that um, I want this to be a very transparent, a very honest relationship. And not only that, I don't want it to just be like business talk. Um, I, I, you know, I want you to know me and I want to know you. 
and I want to come out and see your farm and you are more than welcome to come out and see my home. And that's what we've done. And, and from there, I've now created these people that are uh, not just my, you know, sources, but they're my very good friends and they're my f- people that I would consider family. And I feel like that's something that isn't uh, very common in the pet food industry. And it's something that is very, um, very important to the our core morals and standards. And um, that makes us a little bit different as well. So. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know exactly what's going into the pet food that you're making. Yeah. You know, the people that are giving you every single ingredient. Yeah, it's crazy. So it, it, it's even so, it's, it's down to the exact cow or <laughs> the exact sheep. I'll get like pictures. And, um, and again, I mean, I've been out there multiple times. And so I get to see everything firsthand, which is truly something different you you truly can't really look back at anything once you've seen this in the way it's done Mm -hmm. that sounds um very um i don't know organic and you know the farming sounds very um uh, healthy so that you know you know you know the health of the animals so you know that the meat that's coming from them is healthy yeah, exactly. And something that we've all said, because all of my sources all know each other as well. That's another thing is that, so we're all like always in communication with each other. And uh, we've always said that um, if this product is not something that we would put on the table ourselves and feed ourselves, it is not something that we are going to put into our product and we are going to um sell to people for their pets because it's just that's just the way things are I mean it's that's just how it is (laughs) right so you have a a long story actually going back to when you first started just actually learning about feeding raw so what started you in the very beginning even looking at raw dog food I know you you said your dog Rue was having some issues so how did you begin your story um so yes it is a long story I will try and shorten it (laughs) um I I um got very sick when I was a little bit younger and I was uh having quite a difficult time and I made quite an irrational decision at the time and that was to go and adopt a puppy mm-hmm. um but, <laughs> love yeah and that puppy was Rue and um but you know that decision ended up becoming <laughs> the best decision that I could have ever made in my life um because very early on I knew that she had some kind of um some kind of allergy because she had a lot of skin issues and I brought her to multiple different vets and I had so, so many different like testings done on her. And I swear I used to sit in, in Petco or, you know, wherever. And I, and for hours and I would just go through, um, a, a food, you know, a, a diet and I'd go through every single ingredient and I'd go and I'd look at every single review and, um, and then I'd, eventually after hours try one and it just kind of went on like that until I 
I finally just, you know, looking at this dog that um, very much saved me, I felt when I was very sick. Um, I felt like I was, I was not, I was not doing right by her and I needed to do more. And mm-hmm. so give back to her. Yeah. So I took about six months um, or more of just really researching, kind of like sitting back on a bunch of different um, raw feeding groups and then reaching out to different um, different people that were well known in the raw feeding community to get some advice. And, and then I just kind of like took that leap um, and I started raw feeding. And from there, I started seeing really great benefits with um, with both Rue and my other dog, Kanto. And um, from there, things just kind of blossomed, I would say. That's just like an interesting way to get into it. You know, it's always funny how <laughs> our pets bring us, you know what I mean? Like, they're the ones that are kind of leading us to it through all the different channels. Exactly. So, I know you also went to Texas A&M. Can you, like, did that have any part of this? Yes, very much so. I I went to A and M, um, and I, when I went like freshman year, you know, first getting into my college and everything, I was die hard going to be a dietary like a um, nutritionist, registered dietitian. Oh, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and so I went into the nutritional sciences department, and um, that was what I was gonna do. But I ended up doing an internship and being like, eh, I really don't know if um, this is my thing. And and it was kind of around the same time that Rue had come into my life. And and so, but I still very much loved the science behind nutrition and the physiology and how everything played a part um, in, in, in your health. And so, Along with, uh, you know, going through my degree in uh, nutritional sciences for a human, I just, you know, naturally started seeking to learn a lot more in pet nutrition. Um, I also did a lot of, I participated in about three to four years of um, research at A&M in the nutritional sciences department. And I primarily focused on um, the role that vitamins play in a disease process. And um, that really is what kind of catapulted me into wanting to really dive in and not just learn like the basics of, of pet nutrition, but learn all the science behind it and just get into the nitty gritty of it. So it my degree very much played a a role in me wanting to do this and um it's kind of funny because I I was when I was finishing not finishing my degree but kind of in the later stages I still wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do and I knew that I loved animals and I loved pet nutrition but I at the time didn't think that there was a whole lot that you could do with that when there actually is there's so much there is so much that you can do and there are so many people that you can help and um, when I found that out, it was just kind of like a light bulb. Like, this is this is what you're supposed to do in life. 
Mm -hmm. So you said um, when we were talking before that you've also worked in the pet food industry. So what, what was that like? What did you, did you see like good things and did you see things that you wouldn't do that way or, you know, what, what did you find out? Yeah. So I did, um, I did start working in the pet food industry uh, a couple years before I graduated and it was a very valuable experience. Um, I have thought a lot about this and the experience, it was very valuable because it, I guess the way that I'll explain it is you, we would go to these big um, conventions that would have hundreds of pet food um, representatives uh, spread out through this huge convention center. And of course, you know, they all were trying to sell their product and you, we would go to each, each different booth and, and it was very quickly. I learned that, uh, so many of the people that we were speaking to were, they were really great at selling. They, they really were, they were great at selling a product, but when um, asked for any kind of any kind of more in-depth information, they truly didn't really know. Mm -hmm. They like didn't really know a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it but at the same time, there were, you know, a handful of people that I met that truly did love what they did they were doing and they truly supported the company that they were working for. And those you know, handful of people are people that I've kept close with and they're companies that I, you know, I think are wonderful companies. And um, so it's, it was kind of, it's kind of a toss up in that, you know, it, on one hand, you understand that people need jobs and in that sort of thing. And um, that they're good at, at what they do, regardless of what industry it's in. And unfortunately, a lot of reps are like that, but there are people in the pet food industry are in it for the right reasons. And, and, and they know their stuff. I mean, they truly do. A lot of them are, a lot of reps I've met are certified canine nutritionists. And, um, it was amazing. I would talk, I would talk to them as if I was, you know, talking to a scientist or something. Uh, they just were extremely knowledgeable. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a back and forth on, on it being a very uh, valuable experience. And at the same time, it also very much showed me what the pet food industry was. So that was difficult, but at the same time, it's what led me to decide to truly, you know, do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So was Rue before or after you worked kind of or simultaneously when you were working uh, in the pet food industry? Rue was way before. <laughs> okay. So there, there's yeah. like a lot of things that like built up to you, obviously making yes. this decision. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, you know, so after I started getting into raw, um, I did uh, start a rescue in Houston, and um, we became a 501c3 nonprofit rescue. And it was just myself and two other board members who were both in college. And 
uh, we, the rescue grew really large and within, within adopting out uh, a lot of dogs, of course we had a ton of dogs coming in with a variety of, um, health issues. And because at this exact same time, I was so, I was like knees deep into, um, into pet nutrition, I wanted to be able to provide our fosters and then furthermore, our adopters with, accurate information and give them good information on what food you know they should look to feed for their pets and that if they ever needed any kind of help or advice that they could always reach back out to us and so after the rescue um that's when i that's when i started getting into the pet food industry and it, it kind of went hand in hand because i i met um some people in the pet food industry while i was um, running the rescue because of the nutrition aspect of it. And, um, and so that, that was kind of my transition into the pet food industry. And then from there, this has been my transition into owning my own company and opening my own company. Mm -hmm. So, but you said you don't do the rescue anymore. It got too big. Yeah. Yeah. It just was very, it was very big. And, um, one of my board members went to uh, um, vet school at Texas A&M and the other uh, went to medical school at, at Baylor. And I, at the time, was still <laughs> very sick. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but <laughs> the rescue truly was something that um, gave me a lot of purpose and I absolutely loved it, but it was it just wasn't something that I could do on my own and I didn't feel like I could um, give, you know, justice to the dogs that I was rescuing because I, I didn't feel that as an animal advocate, I could give them what they deserve just mm-hmm. all on my own with dealing with everything else I had going on. And so I still independently rescue, we still foster, uh, but our rescue as a whole, um, we just closed intake and now we've basically just used our, our page as a networking type page and, okay. and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So kind of transitioning back to what you're doing with SoCo right now. So I know you have a ton of like background in human nutrition and pet nutrition. So obviously when making pet food, we talk about this a lot. They have to have balanced diets. So like what are some things you do to ensure that you have a balanced diet or like what are things that people normally forget when they're trying to like kind of DIY their own diet? Uh, So a lot of times um, people start out and I will say this wholeheartedly that this is how I started out. It is not a, a bad way to start out. I mean, when you are just kind of getting into it, um, there is a lot of information on uh, a PMR diet of which like prairie model raw. And that's essentially just a ratio diet of uh, muscle meat, organs, um, and bone. And while that is a good base, um, you lose out on a lot of essential vitamins and minerals that, um, are, as I said, essential for a proper functioning of um, the entire 
body. And so a lot of the times this is, these are the specific things that I have noticed are that um, typically the, the proportions of fatty acids that, um, that people use are very off. Um, the diets are typically deficient in magnesium, uh, zinc, vitamin E, vitamin D, and manganese. That's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a lot, but it's it's weird because, you know, these, uh, what seems like a lot can be fixed with just a couple of ingredients. And that's why our, our diets are so limited ingredient is because, you know, we really didn't need a whole lot to make it actually balanced. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, there isn't a lot of people that start out don't have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So to, do you use a vitamin mix or do you just use all foods? So I use, um, I don't use any kind of synthetic oh, right. okay. vitamins or minerals. Um, it is all a uh, natural, like whole product. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's the most, uh, bioavailable nutrients. So like, right. um, when, uh, you know, an animal digests something and, um, beforehand the, the product may have a certain amount of nutrients in it, but the animal in itself cannot, you know, actually, utilize yeah, it. right. So I very much try and focus on using ingredients that um, the the animal can get the absolute most out of mm -hmm. uh, in order to, again, just kind of de decrease the amount of ingredients that are in the diet as a whole and um, just kind of have like a, a very nutrient-packed diet as a whole, but I don't use the same ingredients from each, each diet, um, because from different protein sources come, you know, different nutrient requirements. They don't each offer the same, you know, right, nutrient like, profile. Mm -hmm. Like beef is, has different nutrients than maybe lamb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people actually think that lamb has a lot higher nutrients, but it's, it doesn't it um it takes a lot more to to uh balance out a lamb recipe a just simply lamb recipe i i i myself thought it was kind of crazy when i when i started developing it and it took me so long but um mm -hmm. but yeah so that's how it's it's really based on we try to base it very much on the individual dog if we're doing custom diets and then batch you know our batch grinds we mm -hmm. uh very much focus on okay, this protein, like, what is it lacking? What is this lacking? And how mm -hmm. can we fill that in as best as possible? Now, so you make your own recipes is what it sounds like. So how do you kind of look at the meat and know what's in it? Is that kind of like an analysis you do? So um, in the beginning, I did a lot of nutrient analysis on my own of just looking into the USDA um, nutrient database and just simply doing research. Uh, there are a lot of different proprietary, you know, systems of formulating diets, but ultimately it just came down to researching what uh, different ingredients are just the best to utilize. 
um, with an accompany accompanying protein um, and how that like how that best suits the dog. Mm -hmm. So I do formulate my own diets by myself. Um, I say by myself, but at the same time, my diets are all reviewed by uh, a group of veterinary nutritionists um, prior to release. And it's simply just to ensure that they, I have not missed anything as mm -hmm. far as meeting nutrient, the, you know, AFCO. Uh, and I do um, very much try to meet all NRC guidelines as well mm -hmm. uh, for each stage of life as well as all life stages. And so once they review our diets and they are approved, then that's when we um, publish them. But we aren't, you know, we don't just kind of randomly make things and then kind of hope for the best. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, we do have have a backing of veterinary nutritionists. And then at the same time, we are in the middle of currently um, a, a very extensive feeding trial. So uh, it, there's a lot <laughs> that goes into it. Um, mm -hmm. And we try very, very hard to ensure that when we say our our diets are complete and balanced that they are and you know talking about your feeding trials i don't know if you remember i said um when you're ready to do the cat feeding trials i'm sure matilda's cats would love to try your food <laughs> yes i i seriously would love that because i don't <laughs> i don't have any cats and none, and none of my like good friends have any cats either. And so uh, I am working on formulating cat diets right now. It's been a little bit more difficult because they are, you know, more carnivorous than, um, than dogs are. And they also work, you know, there's, they're, they're kind of picky, you know, and, and mm -hmm. there's so much more that goes into it than with a dog. So I would absolutely love that because so much of that went into our diets before we published anything was so many trials. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as you can get it out to Rhode Island here. Or absolutely, yeah, I have sure. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, um, what I really loved about our conversation was that the statement that you said to me was that you and your boyfriend really just wanted to make an impact in pet nutrition. And I kind of feel like um, with the way you're getting your sources and how you have those relationships with your sources, that in itself is a huge impact. So um, when you're feeding your or selling to your customers, they can absolutely trust what you're making. Yeah, um, very much what you said. That is, that has always been our main goal is just to positively impact uh, somebody, anybody, anybody. <laughs> like, just, you know, it doesn't matter if, if they're feeding um, just raw or, you know, they're, they're just getting into raw or they're feeding kibble and raw or they're feeding kibble it's and whatever stage they're at, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, am here and we are here to be a source, um, 
that people can trust and actually see as as actual people we're not just a company like we are ourselves consumers and we have been in those exact same shoes and so um everything that went into the development of this company was was at that that um in those shoes i said to myself okay if i'm a consumer what do i want out of a company what what do i want to see if i wanted to ask something what would i ask and what would i hope for in return and so everything regarding the company sourcing transparency just kind of who we are has has been from a consumer standpoint and and also just again being an animal advocate not just advocating for you know dogs and cats but advocating for all animals out there in the humane treatment and just ethical ways of doing things um was extremely important to us so yeah we i i am very hopeful that um we have positively impacted um, some people's lives and and I hope to continue to do that. So how can um, people purchase your products? Um, so we do have an online store and it has nearly all of our products on it. I'm still working on getting just kind of the last few it's it's that's the other thing is we are constantly getting like new products in Mm -hmm. from our our sources and uh which has been kind of interesting and fun to play with but um sure you said you had so many what is it duck feet that you don't even know what to do with them all (laughs) yes yeah so many and then we're like okay you know freeze uh freeze dry them or like dehydrate them or just you know offer them whole like what do we do (laughs) right but so we're trying to like get everything out there and available for people um so the main the main place is our is our website uh we do have um some places that are local that sell our product and we very much are hoping to work with um stores outside of houston and outside of texas yeah like in michigan so what is your website it is uh just www.socoraw.com okay so thank you so much for joining us and i know that um people listening um could use you as a resource i'm sure um so maybe one day i'll be able to sell some of your um products like your pig's feet or your pork tongue yeah. <laughs> like that's some crazy yeah. things that people in my neighborhood would be going i don't even know that dogs could eat that <laughs> yeah i would love i would love that and i truly do hope that people listening um do take this as uh that you know, while we are a business um at the end of the day uh, what matters to us is again that that mission of just really, really wanting to benefit um, the dog and and the pet owner because man, it is stressful seeing your dog struggle like that and just mm-hmm. trying to provide them with the absolute best nutrition, but not knowing what sources to trust. So I, I do hope people see that we are just human beings with four dogs who we love endlessly and um, we want the best for our dogs and we aren't ever going to give advice 
or uh, produce products that that we wouldn't give to our own dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm extremely thankful for y'all for having me on here. And this has been super exciting and very fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. And I'll make sure I share all of your links for everybody so they know where to find you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Rough Rough Raw podcast. We love bringing you all this knowledge and content, and we want to make sure that we can keep it coming, which requires support from our listeners like you. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and show us your love by heading to shop.roughroughraw.com to subscribe to our newsletter and check out all of our resources. Thanks again for listening. On this episode of the Rough Rough Raw podcast, we chat with Jess Kulik of Radical Pet, and she shares a little bit about her journey into raw feeding, how it's actually impacted her health, and just some of the ways that she suggests you get started. So tune in.